if you have your Bibles with me, turn with the book of Habakkuk, chapter number 3. And that is in the, in the Old Testament. If you're, if you're wondering, I like the Old Testament, don't you? Uh, I, uh, it's, uh, it's a wonderful, wonderful book. If you haven't ever read the book Habakkuk, it is uh, Habakkuk. Sounds like it sounds like you're in a restaurant, you know. Do you have a cook? And they say, yes, we have a cook. So I'd rather just say it like I said it when I was growing up. And Brother Robbie probably says, it like, you know, heard it like this too, you know. Habakkuk, you know, Habakkuk. There you go. Not we don't want to add another cook on there. Habakkuk or have a cook. Just Habakkuk. Let's just simplify this. If you want to say it some, some other way, then that's okay. You'll still know what I mean when I say it, right? Habakkuk chapter number 3 and verse number 17. If you're there, say amen. Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines, the labor of the olive shall fail, and the field shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stalls. Verse 18, Yet I will rejoice in the Lord, I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength, and He will make my feet as hinds feet, and... He will make me walk upon the high places the chief, to the chief singer on my stringed instruments. I want to teach for the next few moments or preach or how you want to call it. Teach on unwavering faith. Unwavering faith faith. Lay your Bibles down. Raise your hands to the Lord. Let's pray. God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for what you've already done in this service, the spirit we feel, and how you're moving, and you're healing, and you're blessing. God, I, I thank you, Lord Jesus, uh, for all you're, done, you're doing in this service. And anoint my lips of clay that I may speak as the oracles of God, and anoint our ears and hearts to, repli- to, to receive it and apply it to our lives. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Clap your hands into the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. You all can be seated in the name of the Lord. So many times in our life we are controlled and we have an attitude that's based upon our circumstances and our feelings. Not only our feelings, our emotions, our our mind said it lots of times it is controlled and dictated by the things we're going through. We can look at our lives and we can tell the things that are uh, tell and see things in our past that molded us and shaped us to to bring us to the place where we are today and so often we as human being beings beings we're beings human beings Human beings, ever how you want to say it? I'm a country folk, so we'll be all right. You know, if you're a, if you're a bean, that's okay as long as you're a human bean. Amen. And now, if you're a coffee bean like me, then we can get along. Amen. 
So uh, I've, I've got enough coffee in me that I'm probably a coffee bean. I'm half coffee bean and half human bean. So there you go. There's, there's your shimmer for the night. Now it's time for me to get my knife out. I'm just joking. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you know what? So often, you know, if you're a human, I promise you that there have been circumstances that, uh, that uh, cause you to, to change your outlook and cause you to do things that, uh, that you wouldn't normally do and cause you to many times uh, uh, change your mind about things or, and, and even get weak. Many of us can look at our past, and Brother Robbie could look at his past and things that happened to him. That, that led him down a road that, that, was, that was a road to destruction and, uh, and led him down a road. And Brother Dave has had t- things happen in his life and that led him down a road that was not the will of God. That, uh, a road that will change his life forever. And so often we can become affected by the things that's going on. And, uh, it, and we can have an attitude based on... On the situation that we're in. So often we are controlled by our surroundings. If somebody's getting hostile, we can be hostile right along with them. You know, what are you looking at, boy? You know, that kind of thing, you know. It's like we're controlled by our circumstances. Uh, you people say, well, I'm not that emotional. But you let somebody back into your car at Walmart and see how emotional you get. You know, you let somebody let somebody do something to your daughter and see how emotional you get. Let somebody let somebody pick on your son at school and see how emotional you get when you go talk to the principal. You know, see, just see how that happens when you come to church. You feel like you well, I'm not, I'm not very emotional, Pastor. It's like, well. <laughs> You don't think you're telling the truth here, but so a lot of times uh, people are are controlled by their that, by their uh, situations and their and the circumstances determine uh, their feelings and how they do things, and it alters uh, many times their 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 faith, and it keeps them from believing the things that they know that are true. So often we are like that. Habakkuk he, he had a, he, he had developed an attitude. That was based upon his circumstances and feelings and emotions and and all through that. I believe that he had those feelings and he had those attitudes and those pressures that was upon him. And uh, but I want to tell you today. Uh, so often there's times when we have have prayed for something uh, and it did not happen. You know what? What if you what if you prayed for or what if what you prayed for didn't happen? Can you still believe that God is able to do that? Oh, many times people in their lives when they have prayed but God didn't answer. When they sought for God and it didn't happen. So often people in their lives, they, they live their life in a way to where uh, they, they, they stop believing and having faith. Huh. Do you still have faith to believe that God is able to give provision? And God is able. So often in our lives, when we are faced with things, and, and anything and everything is coming against us, will you hold on to the Word of God? 
When everything around you gives away, it doesn't matter. We must hold on to God. We got to hold on to God's unchanging hand. We got to hold on to the things that God has said. Public opinion can come against you. People's mouths can come against you. People could say all manner of evil things against you. It does not matter. You're going to have to make sure and understand that the things that happen around me is not going to determine my faith and not going to determine what I believe and not going to keep me from doing what I know God has placed in my heart to do. Amen. Praise the Lord. Public opinion. You ask a lot of people in the public when you talk about the church, a lot of people have negative words to say. Your co-workers have negative thoughts to say. And so often people around our world and the religious world has negative things to say against the church. And, and sadly, we have people of like, supposed to be of like precious faith many times, have negative opinions and things to say against the church, their own. And I believe that the devil's got an easy job destroying the church because he don't have to do much because they're destroying themselves. When you got people against each other and people working against each other and tearing people down instead of building people up and I tell you what it's never God's will to tear somebody down and if somebody says they've heard from God and what they say doesn't edify that's from the devil because the Lord will always lift up and not tear down it won't you can pull the God card out or you won't if it tears down all I'm doing is telling how bad Dave is. You're in, and, 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 and tearing him down. That's not a God. God's come to give you a way out to lift you up out of your sin. You don't know you're messed up. You say, all right, you messed up. Here, I'm come to lift you out of that mess and to help you through what you're going through. He didn't, just, he didn't come to your life to try to, to allow you to stay in your situation, but he wants to lift you out of it. You, someone may be an alcoholic, but the Lord wants to speak to them and say it's time for you to receive deliverance and help and strength and come out of that sin and out of that, that pressure and bondage that is upon you. Doctor may say you're going to die. And you and you and you can't uh, you can't take it. Oh, you know your family. You know many times can say just just drop it. It's not worth it. The doctor says you're going to die. Are you still going to believe? Family looks at you and says, says you just need to quit. You need to quit. Job, Job had that experience when your family, his wife said, you need to just curse God and die. Will you still be able to have unwavering faith if your family tells you you need to walk out on God? If your husband says you need to quit, if your wife says you need to, to just backslide and you can stay? You're, or if you if you serve the Lord, you got to go. Those words are hard to hear. 
You know, sometimes, you know, uh, will you still have un- unwa- unwavering faith when you're, many times when your mom and your dad don't serve the Lord and I, I served the Lord and my mom became an alcoholic? Uh, you know what? Uh, you have to have a little enough grit in you to say, no matter what, I'm going to serve God. No matter what, I'm going to live for God. No matter if my, like the old song says, if mama don't go, won't hinder me. If mama don't go, won't hinder me. If my brother don't go, my daddy don't go, I'll journey on. No matter what, I've, got, I've made up my mind. It doesn't matter if anybody else goes. I'm going to serve the Lord with all my heart because I've got to have unwavering faith. Let's clap our hands to Him. <laughs> so often friends may say, Look how many times you've tried without success. So it's useless. How many times have you tried to serve the Lord and you didn't succeed? Has anybody ever had somebody tell them that? Well, you've tried so many times, you know, we know. I, don't, I just don't see you're going to, I don't even see any good in you. I don't think you're going to make it. Job had some friends too. I, I can't preach it about too much about Job. I, I, I got to move on. I got a sermon I'm not, I, and a message I'm not even started yet. Just hold on a minute. <laughs> I'm getting carried away. I, I'm getting to it. You know what? You know what? So oftentimes, you know, people will tell you and your friends will tell you you just need to quit. And, and so often preachers get discouraged and pastors get discouraged when they're trying to, trying to build a church and try to help when, when reach a community. When, and many times because the, the, the people and their friends and their church says, you just need to resign that church and close the door down and you just need to help fill my church up. Bring them all, bring them on, bring them all, bring the cards and letters and come on, bring them on down this way. You know, keep them on. You know, we'll take your, you know, ours and yours too. You know, just shut the shut down. I tell you what, so often people will tell you that you need to quit. People will tell you that you don't need to try again because it's it's not worth it. And I've seen people that have that the Lord is reaching for them and 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 God has pulled them out and God has delivered them and God has helped them to to, to quit drinking alcohol. But yet they uh, they fall back into that and they have another drink. I've seen so many people, the Lord delivers them and pulls on them, and then they step out and only weeks later to fall and mess up. And the friends say, well, you don't need to be a hypocrite. Keep going back and forth. Keep going back and forth. No. You say, yeah, I may have made a mistake, but I'm not going to quit. Yeah, it may look like I'm not making any success, but I tell you what, I tell you what, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world, and God's given me the strength. I may have messed up. I'm still going on. I'm still going to do the will of God. Let's clap our hands to the Lord. Hmm. It's useless, they say. Nobody, nobody believes in you. Nobody cares. Nobody's on your side. So many negative, negative thoughts. So many things. But will you be able to move on? And in what, what way can you move on? 
people come at you, will you be able to have unwavering faith when someone comes against you? Says you shouldn't believe that. That's heresy. You tongue-talking people, that's of the devil. God don't heal. And I've had someone today said that worshiping Jesus is worshiping an idol. We're not supposed to worship Jesus. We're supposed to worship God. I said, that guy's messed up. He's like, well, I haven't read the Bible, so I don't really know. But he's like, people try to teach you the Bible, and they never read the Bible. It happens all the time. You know, the, most, the people that knows the Bible the most is probably the ones that's never read it. You know, in their mind. They think they know it, but really they haven't even read it. But, but anyways, that's another uh, topic for another day. But you know what? Will you be able to move on? Will you be able to pick up and move on? Will you be able to move on? I'll tell you what. We need to move on today from the things that's trying to hold us. Well, Lewis, we'll be able to move on in our faith. Number one. We will be able to have clarity in the midst of confusion. Clarity in the midst of confusion. God wants us to have clarity in the place of confusion. Have you ever been in a place that's filled with confusion? When your vision becomes bleary, you can't see things the way they need to be seen. So often, in the midst of the confusion, we need to be unwavering to where we can have clarity in the midst of all of the confusion in our, in our world. In our mind, there are, there are so many emotions that say uh, things to us and spirits that come to us and and talk to us things that, that, that come to us that are contrary to what we know is right and what we need to do. Uh, and so often we have all of those things and uh, happen to us in our minds. What will you do? What will you do? What will you do when confusion is around? What will you do when you're hearing voices from all over the place and, and things happening in your life? and Oh, will you be able to, ha to, to have clarity? Uh, you know, God, uh, God speaks clarity through His Word. And so often we abandon the Word of God, but we need to find clarity through the Word of God. You know what? When David was called before the king, you, 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 know, uh, you know what he received from Saul? He received arrows and spears. David, you know, he got called before the, the king. He got arrows and spears and, and things that happened to him. What kind of a confusing mess when you think that it would have been different? Sometimes when you, when you think things should be one way, but it comes to the point to where it's just a, a mess full of confusion and you leave. Why? I didn't know it was going to be this way. It didn't happen the way I thought it was going to. Has anybody felt that way? It didn't happen the way I thought. Have you ever had a conversation? He said, well, that didn't end the way I thought it was going to end up. You know, 
then it's just, just a bunch of confusion. When people open their mouth, it's just a bunch of confusion sometimes. And they're just, by the time you leave, you know, you know, they're trying to give you more knowledge, but you end up walking away stupider than you was when you first started talking. You ever talk to some people and you feel more dumb after you got time talking to them? Maybe I shouldn't have said that being a preacher, but I'm sorry. But you know, sometimes that happens. You talk to somebody and they're like, huh. You know, wonder, you know, and they start giving the scientific figures of how, how a cat can be thrown upside down and always lands on his feet. Tell us all that. Tell me all that. And you're leaving. You're like, huh. Uh, well. You know, I'm like, so many dumb things, you know, people tell you, and they think they, and they, and they, they blame to be smart, you know. And they may be smart if somebody's obsessed with, with cats that's thrown upside down. I don't know. I mean, just silly stuff, you know. <laughs> Maybe it would be great to know if you, if you, you know, if you had 30,000 cats in your house and you need to play, you know, throw them up. Oh, he done it again. <laughs> you know, so-and-so was right. You know, whatever, you know, it just, some people's like, man, what entertains them? Just like, wow, you know, God bless them, you know. Write that down so I won't forget. And you take that home, you stick it in the bottom of a binder, and you shove it underneath the bed or underneath the, wherever, you know. Throw it in the closet, you know, or, you know, maybe you might need that in 20 years. And who knows? But so often, you know, things doesn't happen the way it is. You know, when you talk to people, lots of times it, you, it's just so confused. And when people, they talk to you and, and they try to, to, to explain things to you. And it, all it is is just some big mess of confusion of all kinds of voices. It's like, it's like talking, going to a, a room where there's, there's thousands of people talking. And, you, and, you, and you're trying to cipher through what people are saying. And, and although people are, are, are saying words... And, and maybe they have a purpose but there's so much confusion because of so many types of voices and inside each and every one of our minds are voices that keep going on right and they, many times it comes out of our mouth now now they they say that that each and every one of us speaks an average of 10,000 words a day there's 10,000 words a day comes out of your mouth. Now, my, my daughter's above average, and I'm proud of that. So maybe more than that. I'm just kidding. You know, preachers maybe say more than that. I know I got some regret. Amen. Some people saying amen to that, Brother Robbie. I probably already said 10,000 words just, to, just during this service. Catch up later. You know, whatever. You know, so here, you know, lots of people, they, 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 they have 10,000 words come out of your mouth, but inside of your mind, they say that in, the words in your mind is 20,000 words in your mind. 10,000 comes out your mouth. 20,000's in your mind. If, 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 man, just imagine if I say everything I thought about saying. I'd be in a mess. You know, you might have been meeting in the parking lot somewhere, you know, getting it down, you know. You know, whatever. You know, if I, if I told Dave everything I wanted to say, 
I'm just kidding. Brother Dave a hard time. But you know what? If you, if you actually spoke the words to somebody you, you've actually felt like saying, and, and the Lord stopped you and said, Oh, Holy Ghost be like, mm, whew, Zip that up. Hold that in. I rebuke you, devil, in the name of Jesus. Not still. Oh, if I just, if I could tell you what I thought, if I could give you a piece of my mind, I tell you what, I'd be a piece dumber, wouldn't I? People say, but you know what? People say, I give a give give somebody a piece of your mind. It's better hang on to all the mind you got, buddy. You're gonna need it. You ain't got much to spare. Twenty thousand words a day in your mind. They're going. Some people's got some words going on in their mind right now. Have you ever, have you ever, you know, talked to somebody? I've been on the phone and I do that a lot. And I'm like, they're talking. I'm like. You know, all kinds of things going through your mind, you know. You know, if those words actually came out, nobody would probably like you. But you know what? Good, good thing you got a filter on there and it keeps you from saying all the 20,000 that's in your mouth or in your mind. You don't keep them from coming out. Thank the Lord. The Lord, he, he silences us sometimes. Thank the Lord. The Lord does that. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Right? If we didn't have that, we'd, you know, you know, I'm going to have to move on. Or some of those words is going to come out. I better slow down. <laughs> I'm just teasing. But in your situation that you're going through, 20,000 words are going around your mind. Thoughts constantly. Mm. Your situations that you're going through, you're trying to figure it out. It's going to... You know, around your mind, you're like, what do I say? What do I do? How do I handle this? What? All these things. You're talking to yourself, and people, and people's words are in your mind, and you're, and you constantly hear replay, re- repeated words from other people. Have you ever done that? You know, I, I've had a conversations with people, and I catch myself rewording. Like, I, it, sometimes it come out of my mouth, and. You know, Alicia or whoever with me would be like, "Who are you talking to?" Well, I'm just, I'm just replaying everything that took place in my mind, and I replay every word, everything, and and I and I gather myself. Maybe I'm weird, but I do that every conversation I have. I'm, I, I I I replay that, and 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 so and and. Every conversation, lots of times uh, when I have conversation, I talk, I, I play out the conversation. I know everything I'm going to say, and, and, and I know what's going to happen, and I know uh, how I'm going to say it. It's all going on in my mind, and I'm premeditating on, on all of these things. And like I was sitting at, at work one time uh, the, other, the other week, and, 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 and I was just standing there. I don't know. How, well, he said it was for a long time, you know, 10 minutes, 15. I don't know how long it was. He said, I just stood there. With my eyes open. 
And then I looked around, and he was, and he was looking at me like, what's going on, buddy? He's like, are you asleep up there? And I was like, no, I just got a lot to think about. You know? <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you what. And so often in your mind, it's full of confusion, right? There's lots of things going on, and you're trying to filter what you need to do and how you need to say it and what you need to, how you need to handle situations. You know what? When you're a preacher, you have to handle your own problems and a lot of other people's problems too. I'm not complaining, but I'm saying that's what the Lord called me to do. But sometimes you need to pray about it. You need to think about it. You need to hear from God about some things. before You know, you, everything that comes across your mind does not need to come out your mouth. And, and if people learn that, you know, this world will be a better place. Some people you ever say, well, I, uh, you know what? I don't have no fear during lots of time I speak before I, before I think. I say, you need to get your... Get, you get your mind in front of you, you know. That's why God puts your mind, uh, your head above your mouth, you know, because it's supposed to go up here first and then come out. Get that. Brain, mouth. Brain. Everybody repeat. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Think about it before you say it. But it's so hard because of the confusion. Will you be able to have unwavering faith when you're filled with confusion? David stood in the midst of confusion. And he's, he sought God for clarity. He, seeks, he sought for clarity from God. Joseph was rejected by his brothers. But he, he stood the course for his calling. He did not abandon his dream. Let that sink in. All of these things happen. Confusion. Well, if God spoke it to me, then why is people rejecting it? If God spoke it to me, then why does my brother say, you're full, of, you're full of baloney. Maybe it was a pizza. Maybe it was your cornflakes you ate. I don't know. Maybe it was, you know, I don't know. Maybe you were just thinking, maybe, or, or something weird, and it just came out, and you thought it was a dream. You know? Maybe they would think whatever, but you know what? In the midst of all of that, he said, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to abandon my dream. My brothers may reject me. Family may come against you. Church members may come against you. You know why? Because they haven't seen the dream. They can't understand the dream because they've never seen it. You've seen it. They say you're crazy for believing it's going to happen because they haven't seen it. But will you have unwavering faith to believe that what God spoke to you, brother, is, is going to happen and it's the will of God? Will you have unwavering faith? Please, our church needs to be unwavering in the things concerning God in our lives. We need to have unwavering faith and hold on to our identity. The devil wants to change who you are. 
The devil wants to take your identity and try to take your, your beliefs and that you're, you're, the things you hold on to. We need, we as the church need to hold on. Satan will always question that. People will always question your beliefs. You ever had that? I'll raise, I could raise both hands. People question your belief. God told me this. Well, I don't know, brother. God said this, God done that. You know, they always question. Always question. The devil will always question you. The devil will always accuse you. The Bible says he is the accuser of the brethren. I tell you what, he will always question you. But don't, don't mind him. Uh, you know what? Because he don't mind you. You know, he don't mind uh, to, 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 to try to hinder you. And he don't care how many times that we believe in God as long as he can keep us from doing the things he's told us to do. He don't mind if you believe in God, but you abandon your commitment. He don't mind if you say you're apostolic, but you don't follow after and live, the, live according to the Scripture and live godly and righteous before the Lord and Pray and study and seek God and be faithful to the house of God. He, he don't care what you, you know about that as long as he can keep you from doing what God has spoke, you, spoke to you to do. You know, you could say all you wanted to say as long as you don't do what God has put in your mind to do. That's confusion. Will you stand in the midst of confusion? Will you have faith in the midst of failure? In the midst of all of your failures, Matthew 13, 21. Yet hath he not root in himself, but doeth but doeth for but doeth for a, a while. For when tribulation and persecution arise. Because of the word, because of the word, by and by he is offended. So often people get offended at the word. Well, I can't believe that preacher said I need to be faithful to church. And you get offended. I can't believe that preacher pulled a scripture. He pulled the King James on me. Can you believe it? I'm going to go home and get mad. Will you be able to do that? Be, have unwavering faith when, you're, when you are in the midst of, of, of failures and, and things that's going on in your life? Things that's happened in your life? When you're surrounded by those types of things. Habakkuk had to had those issues. All of those things were happening. We got a promise today in, in, in Psalms 34 and 19. It says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivered him out of them all. Have faith in the midst of all of your failures. That's what Habakkuk did. That's what he did. He said all of the, the list of all the things that was going to happen. All of the things that was going to take place. But 
He was unwavering. All of the things that was going to happen, it didn't affect him. The fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall the fruit be upon the vine, labors of, I mean, all the way through. It didn't affect him. He went on. Yes, there were things falling around him. He stood firm in the place of failure. So often, the greatest works God can do is in the midst of failures. You may feel like a failure, but that's the place where God can move. You may feel like you've gave, you, you've walked away on God and you've messed things up and you've done things wrong, but I promise you today, you need to keep the faith in the midst of your failure. 2 Thessalonians 2 and 15. Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which have been brought, which have been taught, whether by word or epistle. A lot of people don't mind the word part. They don't like the epistle part. There's things and traditions and things that, that are, are definitely in the Word. There's also traditions and customs and things that are brought through by the epistles or the lifestyles or the teachings of, the, of, of your pastor and lots of things that happen. We need to hold fast to those things and, and stay firm to those things. Well, you know, well, it's not in the Word, 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 Word. And, you know, and I agree that we need to stay, stay to the Word of God, but also there are some things that, that, that are set in place as protection for people. And it keeps you safe and keeps you guarded. You say, well, the, the Bible doesn't say you shouldn't smoke marijuana. But I tell you what, I got enough principles and a lot enough, enough, enough examples from the man of God that know that that's not something a, man of, a child of not God needs to do. You know, they say, well, they can say all kinds of things. But those things are, are things we need to hold fast in. Don't give up. Even in, in, in light of failure, Habakkuk declared that his faith was unwavering. It was, not, it, it was unwavering he was going to move on through every situation, everything he said. He said, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord is my strength. He will make my feet as hind's feet. He said, no matter what, in the midst of failure, your failure does not mean that you're not a Christian. Get up and move on. Your failure does not mean that, you're, that you have messed, that you should just quit. You may have messed up, but it's time to move on. So many people, they quit on God because they messed up. And somebody or, or somebody or, some, or even in their mind, they say, Well, I tried it. I just can't quit drinking. Well, I tried it. Just can't quit fornicating. I, 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 you know, I, I, just can't, I just can't quit. 
But in the midst of failures, will you continue to have faith that God can still help you through this? Step by step, you may mess up, keep on going. Get up. The righteous man falls seven times, but he gets up. Rejoice not against me, Micah 7 and 8. Rejoice not against me, oh, my enemy. For when I fall, I shall arise. God may have spoken to you once, and you may have missed it, but I promise you, He's going to come back. He's going to call in your heart again. He's going to, to help you again. Will you stand when your values are being tested? Daniel prayed three times. You know, will you stand in the midst of that? When there's no miracles in your life, will you still have faith? Even when there's persecution at your job, will you still have unwavering faith? Even when there's no money in your pocket, will you have faith? Will you keep serving the Lord when you don't have anything less left? Uh, you know what? When, when God is, is, is just a figure in your imagination, people say. Will you still have faith? We need to understand that God is not a respecter of persons. Job said in chapter 13 and 15, Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. But I will maintain my own way before him. Trust him. Be unwavering in your faith. Jesus was rejected and scorned by the Romans, Roman army. He was rejected by his own people, but he didn't give up. That example is just to, to let us know that we should keep on going. And a lot of people say, yeah, we should keep on going, but this sermon's got to come to an end. And it will. Lastly, number four. We need to quit quitting. Quit quitting. If we ever quit quitting, we get a lot accomplished. How many things? We could raise your hand. How many things have you started and you didn't and you quit? How many ministries say, I want to do this, I'm a pastor, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going, we're going to do this ministry, we're going to do this, we're going, we're going to go, we're going to do this, we're going to go have, have this ministry, and we're going to have youth, we're going to have children's church, we're going to have outreach, we're going to have block parties, and we're going to have a campus this, and we're going to have all this stuff, and, and, you know, and, and the list goes on and on and on, and, and so oftentimes we quit all the things that we start. We need to quit quitting. And I tell you what, God can do great things in your life if we just quit quitting. Don't quit. Hebrews 6 and 12. That ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherited the promise. Even when your spirit is low, you've got to keep believing and have faith. And have patience and not quit on God. Don't quit. Don't quit. We preached on Sunday about grace. Ephesians 2 and 8. By grace you are saved through faith. And that not of yourself. It is the gift of God. 
We need to have an attitude no matter what it takes, no matter how long it takes. I'm going to hold on to what God has for me. I'm going to hold on to the Word. You know, the saying goes on, I'm not going to balk in the dark what God has showed me in the light. If God has spoke something to you when things get hot, you need to say, I'm going to stand. Dave preached last week about the fire, walking in the fire. Three Hebrew boys. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They wouldn't bow down to the king, you know. You know, or whatever that, you know, little saying. I don't know, it's a little kid song. But they wouldn't bow down to the image. Mm. He said, we don't question about this matter. They were faced with death. They had a death sentence from refusing to bow and worship the idol the king did. Throw them in the furnace, but yet their faith would not be wavering. Have you ever felt like you've been thrown in the fire for your faith? What you believe God has spoken to your heart, and your life, you're living for God, but you're in the fire. Somebody in this place is walking through the fire. But they're walking through the fire with Jesus, Brother Dave. I don't want to preach Brother Dave's sermon again. But I, I mean, I'm not. But as we all stand over this house, somebody in this place is walking through the fire. But Jesus is in that fire. They're walking through oppression. But they're walking through oppression with Jesus they're walking through mental problems you ever seen some mental people insane in the membrane insane in the brain I had to say it again because you didn't you don't really know what the brain is but yeah I'm just kidding brother Dave but you know what people are in sometimes people are insane right People's got mental problems. Yeah, I know they got some spiritual problems, but they messed up in the head too. Sometimes, you know, I said, there's been times I've felt sort of messed up in the head back before I got in church. Right? You know, you you think some crazy things. You know, done some crazy things. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Oh, I tell you what, that's a rough verse to swallow, right? Insane. Mental, going through it. But Jesus is now with them. The three Hebrew boys thrown in the fire. The fourth man showed up. Mm, God always shows up when things get hot. I want to, to speak a word to this church. To prophesy to us. That if you've been felt alone... You're not alone. People are going through troubles and trials right now. But you're not alone. Jesus is with you. Don't quit. Have unwavering faith. Jesus is with you. The song says, Jesus is with me. When the storm clouds gather, He's standing by my side when I hear the thunder roll. He holds to my hand 
when I begin to tremble, when the winds of this world is blowing strong. Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego, if you were here, if, if they were here today, after refusing to serve, refusing to bow down to the idol, and refusing to quit on God, the power of God and the purpose of God came in their life, understanding that God will never fail. You may be quitting today because you feel like you're alone. But you need to decide that I'm going to have unwavering faith. I'm not giving up. I'm not turning around. My faith is secure in Jesus Christ. Let's pray. God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for what you've done, Lord, in this place and how you're moving, God, in this house. Lord, I pray today for each and every one in this house, Lord, that... uh, that they would have unwavering faith that no matter what comes in their life that they would not that they would not give in and they would not be affected and controlled by the surroundings and, and the voices that people say. Yes, things are falling apart. Yes, things are dying maybe around us, but we need to be like Habakkuk and, and rejoice in you, the God of our salvation, knowing that you are you are our strength and and you're going to to make our feet as hinds feet, and you're gonna you're gonna make you make us walk in the in high places in the midst of a low situation. In Jesus' name, I pray today for peace and joy, comfort that we would have unwavering faith in this last day. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's clap our hands to the Lord. Amen. The Lord is so good in this place. and Trusting today that we're going to have unwavering faith. How many is going to have?